with a mix of rock, folk, and soul alongside his acoustic fingerstyle guitar. David Coyle sings of many things, from love to rocket ships, from birthdays to divorce, from boredom to the end of the world. His bittersweet, sardonic, and sometimes silly songs take you on an emotional roller coaster that you'll want to ride again and again, baby. Lately I can see that you've been wearing a frown. Welcome to the Raw Songwriting Podcast, where we talk about the craft of songwriting, hopefully in a raw way. I'm your guest host this evening, or, you know, whatever time it is, wherever you happen to be. My name is John Bunsley, and this evening, it is my pleasure to introduce our special guest, the regular host of the show, David Coyle. Welcome. Well, well, John, it's just, it's an honor to, 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 to be on the show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I mean, honestly, I think this was your idea, but you're welcome. My it might have been my idea. <laughs> and it might have been because uh, I had I had a few people cancel this month, so I've had to have some filler shows. But that's okay. No, but you know when you when you suggested the uh, concept to me, I thought I thought this is a great idea because certainly we get to know you know something about you in the regular podcast in terms of your writing, because of course um, you write a song each week. Um, but there's a lot that we don't know about you, and 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 uh, you know no one probes those those deep and, uh, uh, you know, uh, spiritual questions, which I have in mind for you. Yeah, well, excellent. Well, I'm, I'm ready to hear it. I should, I should also note that this is, this is my birthday week. So that's another reason why I thought this was the appropriate time to, uh, to maybe be the guest on the show. So, John, thank you for being my birthday interviewer. I appreciate it. Oh, happy birthday, David. Let's just, yeah. let's start out maybe with just a few sort of general things before, um, before we, uh, before we dig into uh, stuff, and for for those of you who are fans of the show, we're gonna. This is a special show. We're gonna be going with a little bit of a different um, approach, and in some ways, uh, at this point in time, we're not sure exactly how it's going to go because I am the host. That's right. I don't know what John's gonna do. Neither do I. <laughs> so I think that's gonna be good. Um, well, let's just talk a little bit. Uh, you know, I wish we had an. Where, where's the show's attorney? Aren't they on another Zoom window? We can pop them in here because this is the time where I have to do a few, a few of these things where we admit certain things, right? Uh oh, uh oh. And I want to admit that uh, this isn't, you know, that this isn't the first time David and I have interacted before. David and I have been friends hmm. for many, many years. Um, I mean, you know, for the most part during that time. And um, for at least like, about almost tw- like about twenty years, almost twenty years at this point. My goodness, is that? Oh wow, number. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean. I don't know if you're you're we trying were, to disguise your I age. Four when we met, and David was seventeen. Um, twenty years ago. What was I going to say? See, uh, oh yeah, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say that uh, also at one point in time, David was my boss. Okay, um, which is why I'm really enjoying the fact that I'm in charge on this show today, which is not our usual relationship. No, I played uh, I played electric guitar in uh, David a number of different David Coyle. Um, bands, because I think every time we did a show, there was a different name for the group. <laughs> what? We were the triad at one point in time. I liked that one. I, yeah, the, the, the Dave triad. Coyle triad. Yeah, you didn't like some of the names. That's true. That's oh, true. I liked them all, man. <laughs> you didn't like the. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to have the uh, uh, grifter simple, and I or it was going to be like I was the simple grifter, and you guys were the uh, the grifties or something like that. But I don't think you like that. No, I was, I was willing to take it, but my my rate doubled. 
that yeah so I, I couldn't afford it i was pricing myself out of these guys uh, i should note that at one point you were my boss as well and for about the same length of time uh, uh you were my boss uh for your barbecue buns uh cooking show that's true yeah oh that is wow yeah so that that's bringing back some memories i i had a great deal of fun doing that and david uh was the camera person the cocktail taster and and the editor and that's what killed the whole thing but john john yeah the editing was what a slog but uh john john took uh, great joy in getting me drunk uh every episode so it was easy <laughs> so anyway uh, i am familiar with david's work i have had the pleasure of of learning many of the songs over the years and and playing on them and um looking forward to to talking a little bit let me bring up one thing that has been uh, an observation of mine and ask you about it a little bit, because uh, in the intro, we did say that you sing of many things, and, and, and we listed a bunch of things there, all of which come from specific songs. And I do think that that's one of the things about you as, as a writer who primarily writes for themselves versus someone who primarily writes, you know, to play songs in other types of, you know, in other people's uh records or in whatever other kinds of things if you know what i'm saying but primarily david you write for david and yet you're all over the map not only in terms of um the lyrics but also i, I would say in terms of your musical ideas and uh you know a lot of people you could bring people up like for example say uh, you know little known songwriters like bob dylan and you could say well you know it's not just the voice, but Dylan had a style that he stuck with almost. Mm. Okay, he started doing it on electric guitars, but it was still the same style. It was just louder. Tell me all about how this this uh, panoply, is that the right word, of, of sure. uh, stuff came from. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I think the, the, the types of acts that I really like, um, they're, they're pretty diverse. I mean, I, I mean, I love Elvis Costello. Uh, I, you know, the Beatles were always, you know, you know, it's funny that both of them have signature sounds, but ne not, neither of them were trying to sound the same. They were trying to do, you know, explore different, different genres and whatnot. And, and I kind of feel, you know, the inspiration with that is always just, you know, you can, you can just get away with, with experimenting with all sorts of things. And there's always going to be that common element. It'll always be you. You can't escape yourself. And in fact, that's a that's kind of a mantra of mine. It really doesn't matter what I try to do. I figure that I'm always going to be there. And in the end, it'll always. It's always going to sound like me, even if I'm trying to expand, but hopefully it it keeps keeps people from getting bored listening to the music and hopefully it keeps me from getting bored. I think that's another component is that maybe I'm a little easily bored. So it's nice to be able to kind of try a lot of different things. It's so one thing that I like about doing this this podcast too is that um, you know because I'm you know I have different guests with different styles uh, you know we we you know we have kind of a range of styles but there is different styles and it gives me a chance to kind of I don't know about mimic the style but I get to try to think you know approach a song a little differently each episode based on the guest and so that that's a really nice aspect there. I happen to be a big Neil Young fan. Not everybody yeah. is. But I think about artists like Neil Young, and quite frankly, um, he has a signature sound in that, you know, he has that voice and his guitar sound. But quite frankly, 
a lot of his songs sound a lot the same. Uh, and that's something that it's continued uh, even more so uh, over the years, which is interesting. Um, and yours, yours do not. So that's fascinating. Huh. Interesting. Um, well, here's a question for you. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I don't think we've brought this up yet, but for, for listeners who, who are not aware of this, David has done a thing. Uh, if I'm correct, this would be the fourth year. Is that right? Yes. If it's the thing I think you're thinking about. It's the thing that I am thinking. Yes, indeed. That's the thing. Um, so I'll, I'll say it. And then David, you tell us all about it. It's the, uh, I think it's called song a day, January. Yes. Yes. As which I, I, I probably bring up every single episode and ad nauseum. I'm, people are probably sick of it, but, but about four years ago, um, I, I, I was, you know, I, it was the end of my, my, so-called five-year plan. I had set myself a five-year plan, or I was coming up on the end of my five-year plan to become a professional musician. And, you know, I wasn't, I was kind of on the cusp, uh, you know, because the thing about, the thing about it is it's like, yeah, you know, you can, you can establish yourself in a lot of different ways. You can get things going. Sometimes the money is hard to get flowing. I think that's the, the big thing. And so I was just kind of like, well, this might be the end. I might decide to move on to other things. And I just decided that, um, you know, if it was going to be the end, then I just wanted to go out and do something that I, re you know, really love doing. And one of the, uh, one of the things that I hate doing is all the business and all the scheduling and all of the behind the scenes crap that you have to do, you know, to, to try to, you know, you know, make a living at it. And I just decided I was going to just take a month off and just, just be creative. That's what I'm really in it for is just, writing songs that's what i really really love doing is writing songs and, and making music and uh so i decided to challenge myself to, to just write a song a day i mean i had a lot of pent-up creativity at the time and i you know it, i think at that point i was maybe writing six songs four to six songs a year which wasn't enough for me and uh yeah so i just decided to do it and it was really really tough to start with but by the end it was just a really fantastic thing i just when I got through it and, and then it just sort of the two years after that, uh, were kind of like vacations, you know, I would go into it. It would be like a vacation from all the other non-creative stuff that I'd be doing with the, the music, uh, with the music during the year. And then this year was a little different. This year was a little different just because I was doing the podcast. So I was being a little bit more creative on a regular basis than normal. And, you know, the pandemic just sort of made things a little diff different. But I think that this, so this year was the toughest one. And it's actually the first year where I didn't succeed at the task. I did not get a full 31 songs out of the, out of the month, but. Well, but how, I, many, how many did you get, David? I still got 20, which, you know, is still good by any measure, right? So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so here we are uh, writing a song a day or close to it this year. And, um. Where do the ideas, not about specific lyric stuff, but but uh, concepts, where do the ideas of what you're going to write a song about, uh, you know, about a car wash, about a ghost, uh, you know, where, do these come from one specific well, kind of source or does it really change from day to day or what would you say about that? Well, why don't we take one of these songs as a case study? Because the first one that I got queued up here, the free car car wash day is actually one of my that 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 is from the song a day project so why don't we how handy why don't i play that here and then we'll i can talk about that and and how that relates to how i normally do what i do so this is a uh, free car wash day at the circle k 
Let's go down, let's go down to the corner store. Let's go down, let's go down to the corner store. All my friends will be there. Everybody knows it's free. Car wash day at the Circle K. Let's go clean this green machine at the corner store. It always seems like a submarine at the corner store It's not swimming in the sea It's the next best thing It's free car wash day At the Circle K Maybe Frosters too Then we'll play some cornhole Don't you know that I'll beat you Let's go sing at the corner store Let's go dance, let's go dance at the corner store Local station will be there Playing tunes because it's free At the Circle K At the Circle K folks free car wash day at the circle k by david coyle thanks david well thank you thank you for listening yeah so so i you know that's that's a uh you know a song from song a day january and um i i you know typically you know the way that i come up with ideas uh in january is because i gotta write a song every goddamn day um is I'll grab it from anywhere I possibly can. I think the 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 number one goal of mine is just that the song 
the song that I write today has to be different, has to be in some way different, whether that be tonally, rhythmically, melodically, from the day before. I just really don't want to feel like I'm writing the same song or or too close to the same song every day. Usually I try to break it up just by changing the rhythm. Usually if I can change the rhythm from the previous day, then that'll lead to a different melody and a different topic and whatnot. And typically most years I go out for a walk. That's my big thing. I go out for a walk and I'll walk around for about an hour and I'll come up with some sort of idea and uh, and then by the time I get back, I'll have a basic structure or a basic theme. And then it's just a matter of fleshing it out on the guitar and the guitar. I, I think usually I need a guitar to kind of figure out a bridge. That's that's almost I'm not good at coming up with bridges in my head. I can come up with the verses and chorus in my head, but a bridge, I usually need a guitar. Um, this particular song was really interesting to me because. Um, I was out for a walk and, and what was going on was there was this, it, was, it, must, it must've been on a weekend, but it was a, it was a, it was a sunny day. And this is in January, nice, sunny, fairly warm day, I guess. And I was walking by the circle K <laughs> just down the block. And they had this line of cars okay. uh, that were using it. There was a, I don't know what the event was going on, but they did have a KBCO tent up. So it was, must've been sponsored by, you know, KBCO and, they had a bunch of kids running around playing cornhole and it was a big party. And, and there was a big, there was a sign that said free car washes or huh. free car wash. And I don't know what it was about. I wish I had gone over to find out what the occasion was. I never did, but it, it just took me back to, um, I, I don't know if you were like this as a kid, but I used to love getting car washes. You know, that was like a big deal. It was like, you go and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're going through this tunnel and there's just water sloshing all around. You could feel like you're underwater. And, and so it, it made me think about like, well, what are the kids, the kids that are doing this, you know, they're running around playing, they're probably having, you know, the best time of their lives over there right now, you know, whereas the parents are probably like, eh, I'm getting a car wash or I'm getting free gas or whatever, whatever's going on. But, you know, as a kid, you know, going to that store and getting your Slurpee or whatever it is just was like this magical thing and so uh, that that's what it did that's how i got back to that you know so it's like a, it's like an extra holiday yeah exactly the child's perspective yeah yeah <clears throat> well that's cool so so that one was just totally i mean that was totally random that was just if you had walked the opposite direction on that day you, this song would not have occurred uh, yeah exactly it would have been something else interesting and, yeah, it, it usually is just like it's like a you might, might see a sign, you know, some sort of weird event. Um, sometimes it is just a matter of thinking about, you know, it's just a random thing that comes into the head. So uh, let me ask you a question, because there's 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 a couple of lines in here that uh, bring up uh, sort of a, a more general kind of a question that I'm just curious about how you feel. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, these days there's apps for everything. Uh -huh. and, and so there's songwriting software out there. There's there's apps out there, songwriting software. We won't mention any specific names hmm. that you can put a word into and pull up every single word uh, in the world that rhymes with it. You can ask for different types of rhymes, close rhymes, you know, blah 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 blah. Uh, sort of the uh, the old school version of this would be rhyming dictionaries. Sure. Uh, you know, um, except that at this point in time, with with computers and such, they've taken it to a much more advanced. Uh, level than that and you can do things very quickly 
And I was just curious how you feel about using those types of tools when you're writing versus trying to use more of just what is already stored up in that noggin of yours or a combination of those, or if you have any thoughts about that at all. It's, 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 it's something I think is interesting, and I think a lot of writers, um, you know, some of them are using these kinds of tools and some of them are wondering, is that something that, that, uh, that I want to use? Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because I would say up until the last year, I really haven't used uh, rhyming dictionaries or, or thesauruses that much. Um, but in the last year, I think I've been probably, I think since I started this podcast, uh, I have been using it a lot more, um, those, those sources more, but I, I don't, I don't think it's right or wrong. You know, I, I, I have no, I have no, I don't pass judgment on the use of it. it, it it's a helpful tool. It's a helpful tool. I'm, you, you mentioned apps. I'm, I'm interested to see if they actually, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I just look up a thesaurus online is what I do. It's like, or like rhymes with this or, or, de you know, what's synonym for whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'm told from a rhyming standpoint that I oftentimes sort of don't rhyme. I do a lot of near rhymes. I don't do a lot of exact rhymes. So, so I'm pretty loose about that anyway. I think it's, it's more the synonyms that I probably lean towards is trying to find, uh, uh, synonyms and whatnot, but I, but I think, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to use rhyming dictionaries. That's, I've been using that a lot more these days. What do you think about those? Well, no, it's interesting. And I, I guess I should just go ahead and come out and say it. There is a, there's a particular soft software that I, that brought this conversation up for me. It's called master writer. And it's a tool that's used by a lot of people that I have a lot of respect for. And I've had this conversation with a couple of people. I've made the personal choice not to, uh, not to get the software and not use it. And that's where I'm hmm. at right now. I'm always open to the fact that things may change. Um, I, I, I have my, I, I have this little story. I like to tell the story of two bruises, which is my argument, uh, against using too much of this type of a tool. Um, uh, two, two songwriters that I admire greatly, uh, Bruce Coburn and Bruce Springsteen. Mm -hmm. And they write completely different types of songs and, and looking at it, not at all from a musical perspective, but simply from a lyrical perspective, it's like they use completely different vocabularies and and each one of them has a vocabulary that's kind of unique to them and is part of the reason that I think they're as good as good songwriters as they are, but completely different, you know? And in my mind, part of the reason for that is because as individuals, their lives are very different. They grew up in different places, different parts of the world. Um, you know, they read different types of books. They watched different types of m movies. They listened to different stuff on the radio. And that all formed this sort of vocabulary. This Bruce has one. This Bruce has another. And it's from those that the songs are drawn. Um, now, my favorite response to this by a gentleman who uh, is a songwriter who I respect, who is a big proponent of this type of stuff and this software in particular, he smiled at me and he goes, well, my guess is that the two Bruces would have picked different things from the list in Master Writer. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, well, that's a pretty good answer. But um, so let me bring up the two things that brought this up and ask you a question, if I may. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the things that I love about different vocabularies and different vernacular, which can really change from, you know, whether a person grew up in Boston or whether he grew up in uh, Mobile, Alabama, for example, you know. Mm -hmm. And so you, you talked about rolling hot dogs. And I've actually never heard that word, that specific description before. 
But I think I know exactly what you're talking about, which is those little machines in the 7-Eleven that have like the little rollers and the dogs kind of roll around in a circle while they're just sitting there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now that, that term, I think I, I think I probably came up with the term rolling hot dogs. I've never heard that before. Okay. So. Well, I wasn't sure about that, but that was one that I hadn't heard. And then I have no idea what a froster is, but I'm imagining it's some kind of a cold beverage. It's a, it's a, it's like a Slurpee or a Frosty. Okay. Okay. It's just, that's the brand name. I, I looked up, you know, I looked up my, I wanted to, I wanted to use that. And I was like, well, wait a minute. If, if this is Circle K, then I should use the brand that they do. So by the way, Circle K, if you're out there and you, you want to use this song in a commercial, out. <laughs> let's uh, you know, just, just write me, write me at rawsongwriting at gmail.com. <laughs> that's rawsongwriting at gmail.com. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, I love it. Yeah, I was looking at your rhyme scheme, and it's it's a little bit. Uh, I love this. It's a little bit haphazard. It's there on some of the verses, and perhaps not uh, as much in other spots. But um, but you've got you know, I I have found that if you have one solid rhyme in your song, and everything else uh, rhythmically and sonically works, that you're good. And you've got man, you've got free car wash day. At the Circle K. Now, if that isn't a hard rhyme, you tell me what that's, is. <laughs> that's right. There, yeah, you got to have some hard rhymes, you know. So, but this one's well. Th this one's like, do you, I, am I even rhyming? Here, here's a question. Somebody yeah. gave me a lot of grief about once I rhymed flower and ca cauliflower. And here's a question: Can a word rhyme with itself? I mean, cauliflower and flower are different words, but you know, obviously, I repeat the same. In you know, let's go dance, let's go dance. You know. You know, does that rhyme or are those do those technically not rhyme? I don't know. No, that's because like... because the whole phrase is the same. That's a repetition as opposed to a rhyme. No, um, okay. Let's go dance. Let's go dance is exactly the same. Now, if you said, "Let's go dance," uh, this weekend, baby. I know that maybe uh, we want to dance. That might be a little bit like. Oh, dance twice there but you know i here's my rule there's all kinds of rules about repetition there's all kinds of rules about rhymes bottom line if it works it works yeah yeah um so i don't know that that's that's where i come from on that okay okay yeah what do you think about flower and cauliflower are those rhymes or are those uh oh, you were, you i'm sorry you 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 had a very specific example there uh, well i was curious about the other one too so, so i think that you can rhyme the same word, but that it's something you want to be careful about because in some situations it won't work. I did a song recently where I rhymed end with end. Mm -hmm. And logically I told myself I was going to have to change it, but it, it came off sounding good flower and cauliflower. I don't have any inherent problem with that. I would have to hear it in the song and if it works, it works. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just curious. Cause that's, that's for what, you know, sometimes people make comments to you and they just, it just lingers on for years, right? So that's one of those ones that's go, just in brother. the back of my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that's a good point. And, and you know, it, it, it's a, it, it, we are here talking about the craft of songwriting after all. Indeed we are. Um, and so let's uh, let's see. I'm, I think we've got a couple of other songs to look at. What's next on your list, sir? Uh, well, I've got uh, an older song. This is, this is called Come Home Soon. And this is one from before I was trying to be a professional singer songwriter. So uh, I thought I'd, I'd bring that out here to kind of flesh out what it was like before. Um, so now this is one you should be familiar with, Mr. Bunsley, because we used to play this a lot uh, together. Uh, but here we go. Come home soon. 
Wake up and show me your body Wake up and put on a show I know it's cold in here But baby, this idea swears hot enough to keep you warm Come on and pull up your stockings Come on and slip on a skirt I know you're running late I guess it's just your fate To do a strip tease in reverse If you gotta go to work That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Throw a uh, really dumbed down music up until the very end. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I happen to love this song. I love this song for very, 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 very many reasons. And I think um, I think Thank it's you. it's interesting because this is an old song, but I think that um, there's a couple of uh, things about it that uh, maybe are sort of, uh, if not signature, at least part part of your style, certainly moving forward. Uh, can I ask you one question about this? one? Yeah. yeah. Bring it on. You ask me uh, two or three. I, it's so funny because we were talking about the rhyme scheme before. So I was looking at this and, and uh, it's kind of interesting. This is really not the question, but let's just look at the first <laughs> verse for a second. So you've got the, uh, you've got the internal rhyme in each thing, which is usually your strongest rhyme. And in this case, you're rhyming here an idea here, idea. Perfect. When you sing it that way. Right. 
And then, then we've got uh, show rhyming with warm, which is definitely a little bit more of what would call one would call a softer rhyme. Mm, yeah. Um, but anyway, that's just a, a mild thing there. But the point that I wanted to bring up, and this is something that I've noticed actually in at least one or two others of your songs, and this isn't something that you see a lot out there. It used to be something that was like an absolute classic um, country move. Huh. And of course, country music has, has changed completely. And I think the blues is another style that does this from time to time. But there's a key change in this song. And, and it's interesting because I think you do it in such a way that, that frankly, probably a lot of listeners are not aware that it occurred. Mm. Um, and, and yet, having to have learned to play this song on guitar, <laughs> I remember it. And, and I, there's a couple of other songs that, I'm, that I can think of right now where you do this. And I'm wondering, is this something that, uh, you know, is this something that you like to do? Is this something that you do without actually just thinking that you're doing it and afterwards look back and go, look at that, I changed key or, you know, tell us about it. Well, first off, I feel sophisticated when I actually do change key, but it's not something I necessarily set out to do. Um, I know there's some people that 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 that's part of their theme and variation or whatever when they're composing, I guess, is they specifically try to, to change keys. But that's I would say that um, it, it really ha it, in this case, it really comes up to the bridge. You know, I think that the bridge was. You know, often when you do a bridge, you're like, well, what a, you know, you need to change something. And I, I the, and, and, and you want it to be kind of, uh, uh, shocking's not the word, but you want it to just uh, fresh and surprising. Yeah. Fresh and surprising. And, you know, especially, you know, with this, it's got, you know, it's a real rhythmic song. You want to change up the rhythm, but you want to, you know, bring people out of what you've done before, but in a pleasant way. Um, but sometimes, I mean, you, you must run into this. Sometimes you do a bridge and you realize you've gone into a different key, right? You just end in a different spot. And so you have to ask yourself, do I take it back to to what key I was in originally or or do I just go with it? And in this case, I just decided to go with it. And, I you know, oftentimes it has to do with how well I can sing it, right? You know, if it if it changes keys uh if it changes key can i can i can i sing into the new key and in this case it, it just worked out and i and i thought it was it sounded really good i mean i may have had to i may have had to shift the original key down uh from when i wrote it that's quite possible i can't remember that far back and in fact it, I, i'm thinking that maybe i did that originally it was probably written probably in the key that we ended in uh in this version but i probably i had to probably go down to, to start it again yeah i i love i love that i love that answer david <laughs> <laughs> no i do i do I, and you know there's a lot of answers that would be a perfectly good uh uh, uh uh you know here here's the reason that i chose to do this but the fact that you said well i i wrote a bridge and when i came out on the other end of the bridge i, I was not i wasn't in the same key anymore i love that uh because I think that there's two parts of songwriting that combine, in my mind, uh, in the best songs. And that's your craft and also your, your flow, you know, where the ideas are just kind of coming to you from a perspective of that you're not even really sure what they are until you listen back to the recording afterwards. And, and this seems like kind of a combination of those because you're being very craft-oriented in terms of the fact that you're going, well, I'm going to put a bridge in the song. That's, you know, mm. not all songs have bridges. And it's definitely something that, uh, you know, more beginning songwriters and less experienced songwriters tend to write a lot less bridges because it, it's, 
it's a task to get the right bridge to do exactly like you said, take you out of the song and bring you back into it. Yeah. But have to take take you out, bring you back to a spot where you're like, well, different key. Well, let's see if that works. Hey, because I think at least one of the other ones that I'm thinking is coming out of a bridge as well. So maybe that's where that comes from. Thank you yeah. for answering that, David. That's cool. Yeah, I, I think that's a, well, because I, yeah, I, yeah, just that writing the bridge tends, I think I told, I think I said earlier that I, I usually need a guitar to come up with a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, or just because what I end up doing is I, keep, I just sort of play around with different chords until something sounds right. You know, it sounds mm-hmm. different enough and, and, uh, but, but still in the same vein, but, yeah, I do want that contrast from what the now there was a point where, you know, I used to do I remember once reading that John Lennon liked to take two songs that he was writing and cram them together. OK. And there was a period where that was something I really, really wanted to do was take two ideas that I had developed separately and I would cram them together. And the idea was that you would have this jolting change in in the middle of the song. Um, and it would create something really unique out of it. And I would say I do not do that anymore. Um, but I, I am oftentimes looking to, 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 to kind of jolt somebody in the middle of a song. Uh, and that's usually the bridge where that would happen. Um, every once in a while, though, with the, the, you know, going from the verse to the, to the chorus, though, sometimes you really want to shake it up right there in the chorus. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, and, and I, I think that brings up a point uh, about your writing style, David, um, which is, I do think that you approach your harmonic from a melodic perspective. In other words, a lot of the songs that I've heard that you write, um, the idea that I have, tell me if I'm thinking about this correctly, is that, that you're writing the melody and you're putting in the chords that will support the melody rather than thinking, am I going to the four here? Am I going to the five yeah. here? Am mm-hmm. I going to the two minor? Which is sometimes I totally write that way, where I'm th- thinking very much from a, a music theory perspective. You know what? Uh, what chord am I going to go to? But sometimes uh, something that you said, you know, resonated with me. Sometimes I take and I just play through every single chord that I know, <laughs> and one of them. Yeah. Will, well, I think that's the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Would, would you say that that's sort of uh, descriptive of your style? I, you know, it's changed. It's changed over time, but I would say that uh, uh, definitely when I was at this stage, when I was writing this song, that was the case that I would, uh, I would come up with, well, but this is an unusual song actually, because um, I, I, I should tell you how this, this came about. Um, this was back when I was, I wasn't writing as often, but I, I was writing and, and uh, I would like to show off to my coworkers. So what I would do is I would ask them for, um, for a, I would ask them for a, a a style, a musical style, and and a and a topic to write a song, and uh, my coworker Kim, uh, at the time I asked her, and she said she wanted me to write a song about clothing, in the style of Motown, and so there are some prompts for you. Yeah, yeah, and so so I was gonna do that. And I, I love Motown, and uh, so I was trying to come up with some sort of Motown. I mean, this is this is this is a variation off of um, my girl. Boom, 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 boom. You know, it's like boom, 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 bada, boom, 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 boom. So there's, it's kind of got a similar thing, and so I decided to build, you know, kind of just around a riff like that. Now, now this is a much more kind of driving rhythm than than you would probably get with Motown, which is a little bit more uh, danceable, perhaps. Um, but 
you know, I'm I'm an imperfect guy in that in that regard. My mim when I mimic stuff, but it's okay because it's like serendipity, just sort of going the way that it goes is great. And and so that was what there. And I just decided. I, I think the strip tease and reverse thing was the was the real mental image that I worked with. And and this was when I was much younger and much hornier. So my songs tended to re revolve around uh, uh, this kind of thing a little bit more. So so anyway, that's how this one came up. And yeah, I was at the time. I'd say that I was writing more though in the sense of coming up with a melody and then trying to fit the chords to it. Uh, yeah. Like the bridge in this case, it might've been that the bridge I actually came up with in my head first and then figured out what the chords were. I, it, I wouldn't be surprised. Cause I, 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 I did work out the initial hook on the, the guitar lick on the guitar. That wasn't in my head. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that could certainly explain you ending up in a different key. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's going on. So, well, thank you. Thank you very much, David. Hey, let's take a quick break, bro. Let's do it. Welcome back to Raw Songwriting Podcast. Uh, this is your temporary host, John Bunsley, with our special guest today, Mr. David Coyle. Hello. Hello, David. Hey, um, we're going to do another song of David's, and I'm going to let him introduce it. But first, I'm going to say something about it. Um, I am really looking forward to, uh, to talking about this song a little bit for two reasons. One of which is because it is one of my favorite songs of yours, David. Um, oh. just, I've always loved this song. And, and the other reason is cause I, I'm not sure I really know what it's about and, and I'm really uh, looking forward to hearing you talk about your process on it. So having said that, I'll hand it over to you. All right. This song is how to catch ghost. And we'll talk about it a little bit after we play it here. So here we go. Lately I can see that you've been wearing a frown You're losing sleep, you're feeling weak And you stumble around And your head is hanging down You won't reveal why your lips are sealed You won't say anymore I can tell that you're going through hell Cause I've seen it before And I know What you need When you're haunted And you don't know What to do Listen, I can tell you how to catch a ghost Put down your fancy cameras And how to catch a ghost No need for incantations But you need someone to lean on And you need someone who cares And you need someone to hold you tight And that's how, how you catch a ghost You were so carefree, you would always wear a smile. You loved the crowd, you would dance around, you would play like a child. Haven't seen this in quite a while. Wear a veil, cause your face is pale, are your eyes turning red? 
How to catch a ghost Step one, cry out in anger And how to catch a ghost Step two, rise up and face your fears And remember who to lean on Draw strength from all your friends They'll lift you up, embrace your soul And that's how, how you catch a ghost Oh, my goodness. What a beautiful song, David Coyle. Well, thank you so much, John. I appreciate that. I really do. That's. Yeah, I know. I, you know, and then, and, and I'm, I don't know if I've got audio of you playing on it. I know uh, that you've played on this when we've done some live stuff, but I don't, I, I, this, this, this recording I went with just because it's actually a, you know, a produced thing. I actually um, did a little bit of work getting arrangements on it. I, I got, uh, um, Jay Allen uh, playing the uh, the charango on there. My uh, my old friend Bob Holland singing harmonies. I was wondering who was doing the harmonies there. Yeah, Bob Holland is actually um, maybe the guy that got me into writing songs. Uh, yeah, that's one of the uh, <laughs> we got together. Um, I mean, I've always kind of written songs, but you know, I never took it seriously. But it was uh, in college you know, you're, you're just dirt poor in college and you're trying to come up with Christmas gifts. So, so I got together with him, uh, and another friend and we, uh, we did some acapella Christmas songs and we just recorded the, but we, we, we did this, <laughs> we tried to layer the recordings on, uh, using it old tape decks oh, yeah. that, he, that, that he had access to an old tape deck where you could record, you know, from one to the other tape deck. This was very unsophisticated. And, um, and so we would just do it multiple times, right? You'd record one track, then you'd flip it to the next, the other deck, and then you would record the next part. And anyway, it was it was crazy. But um, 
yeah 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 we we at one point after doing the acapella christmas things we decided to we would it turned out that we both wrote songs so we decided to try to team up a little bit and then you know you know i thought it was going pretty well i i didn't play any instruments at the time i was just singing so i was kind of useless he played like a ton of instruments and he was really great with harmonies and stuff and and then he decided to go off and be a doctor and save lives and you know maybe he's got his priorities safe you know straight but uh you know my thought was like well what you know you could save lives or you could save souls man come on stick with me but he decided to go off but but he's he's definitely a the the person that got me thinking about you know taking music seriously well how so, cool to come back and sing on a recording with you yeah absolutely absolutely um but this one is uh yeah just what what's it about well i i love halloween first off i should say Halloween's one of my big creative nodes during the year. Uh, I've got January is the songwriting thing, but but uh, Halloween I tend to do like a a bunch of different things. I'll oftentimes do uh, short video uh, short videos or films or whatever you want to call them, and uh, I've done some audio plays uh, built around. Uh, uh, built around Halloween. I even have a podcast that it, that I sometimes do that is intended to be kind of a Halloween thing all all the year round. Uh, but this song was written for Halloween, and I think, and I, I do a handful of of Halloween songs every year. Uh, lately, it's been more co writes, but this was back when I was doing them solo. And for me, the the objective is to write a Halloween song, something that can work as a Halloween song but can also work any other time of the year. Mm -hmm. And so, so this song is, is heavily using, I try to put a lot of details about monsters in here, but I try to use them in such a metaphorical way that they, uh, that they can relate to depression and motivation. That's one of my themes because I'm sometimes or frequently depressed and un under motivated. So, so this song is a little bit about, you know, using monsters as a metaphor for that sort of thing. Okay. But the, you know, the, the first verse uh, is like zombies here. So like you're, you're stumbling around, your head's hanging down. That's like a zombie. That's supposed to be a zombie. And the, the, they're not talking in the first verse. Their, their lips are sealed and won't say anything more. Okay. Um, then there's in the second verse. Oh, it's about a vampire. That's the, uh, or, eh, you know, I can't remember what that one is. Let's see. You wear a veil because your face is pale. Are your eyes turning red? Uh, that makes me think vampire. Mm. Uh, let's see. The third verse. Uh, oh, the sheets are your second skin. That's just like a ghost, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, but that's basically it. Some of the other stuff is uh in the in the chorus is you know fancy camera cameras and incantations those are just things that people use to try to contact the undead um but you know these are things that are part of our everyday life as well you know it's like an incantation could be a song uh the fancy cameras we all got our fancy cameras in our pockets now even though this predates me ever having a camera phone and stuff like that so yeah yeah I, so that's that's basically it in a nutshell I, I am really excited about telling you something that I don't think I've ever told you before. Oh. And I'm curious as to what your reaction may be. I will start by saying this. I, I, love, I love writing songs. Um, and uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, 
brings David and I together is that uh, I love that we share. Um, and it's yeah. fun to listen to other people's songs. It's fun to, you know, share songs with each other. It's fun to every once in a while write together. Um, foreshadow, foreshadow, foreshadow. <laughs> um, and um, where were we here? I, I, I'm, I love finding a song that I like and, and digging into it and, and, and uh, you know, finding different pieces of it and everything. But as a writer, one thing that I have found can just be really, really cool is for me to write a song that comes from a very specific idea or a very specific concept and have a listener come back to me and tell me how much they loved my song and give me their interpretation of it, which would in some cases have absolutely nothing to do with, with where the song originated from or some kind of a spinoff from that or, or, you know, something that is not what, what I originally put out there. And that's why I was really curious to hear what you said, because a, a lot of times um, you listen to a song, and this is a song that has a lot of lyrics in it. Yeah. And you might not catch every word, or you might not hear every word, or you might not know the lyrics in your head to, to, to spit them out, but you you know some of them really stick for you. And I, even though I played this song, I think that's, you know, I was thinking music more more than singing most of the time. So this is the first time I actually sat down, read through every single thing, and heard your take on it. But I have always looked at this as being a love song. Oh, interesting. Okay. And and I, 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 definitely one that I didn't completely understand all of the levels, um, particularly the last one in uh, Lying Under the Sheets. I wasn't sure if we were, if that was, you know, the ending in that one of the partners was actually going to be dying, you know, and that that, that would be the end of this this relationship. I don't know. I'm oh, making all this shit up, but no, um, this is great. I like it. I like it. But yeah, the, uh, the, the, the thing for me was, um, first of all, the melody, this song, the melody is beautiful. And, and your pre-chorus mm -hmm. when you're haunted. Oh, dude. I oh, feel thank heartbeat you. when just listening to that melody. It's so gorgeous. That, it, it's really tough to sing too. I, I have to tell you. Well, that, that, yeah. I, I actually have a hard time nailing that note every time, and it's. It, it, I figure I got to change the key or something. But mm -mm. yeah, it's leave it. That's one of those lines where if you have a little break, it's emotion, man. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but when you're haunted and you don't know what to do, listen, I can tell you. And so the beginning is this this character who's down, frown, things aren't going right. And so my interpretation of it was that you have a friend who is having difficulty finding love in their life hmm. and that you're going to help them. And, and when you say catch a ghost, that's really catching someone's heart and bringing it oh. into you. <laughs> oh. I'm crazy with this here, but this I is love this. I love this. I love this interpretation of it. This is I awesome. Keep it that's what it was. And so when you're going, put down your fancy cameras. No need for incantations. It, it was like, you know, uh, the way that people uh, hook up in our society is so fancy and weird sometimes. Yeah. You know, you, you go online and you have to put all this information on there, or you go out to a bar and you pretend to be somebody who you're not to try to impress that other person. And what you're telling your friend is, you don't need that. You don't need the fancy cameras. You don't need the incantations. You don't need the uh, tape recorders. You don't need the strange adornments. You huh. need someone who cares, and you need someone beside you. So there, there you go. 
That's awesome, man. I love that interpretation. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it, man. I'm going to start using that. I'm going to say that's what this song's about. That's awesome. Well, the, that's... the thing about it is the music and the melody fits that idea and that emotion. Huh. The, the music and the melody is not horror in any way, shape. Oh, or... yeah, yeah. You know? Interesting. Thank you very much, my friend. That was a that was a that was a good discussion. That is a good. That's awesome, man. I I, I love that. I love that when somebody gets a completely different uh, uh, take on a song. Um, yeah, because you know, some it's like sometimes once once you get it out there, it's there's a point at which it's not yours anymore. You know, um, you know, because you get you get those people that come to. I I was I, it seems like I talk about this talk about this recently with somebody but um you know the idea that you have a like a, a line in a song that you're not sure about that's like a, a relatively new song and you play it out for an audience and the song that that you the, the line that you're unsure about somebody comes up and is like oh my god that's just perfect i love that line and all of a sudden you know what you may have thought was you know kind of an iffy iffy line you're like oh well now it has to be in there that has to be the line because <laughs> That it struck a chord with this person, and then that's that's what you're trying to do. So that's awesome. Thank you, man. I'm 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 glad you like the song. I think that's Makes the people feel something, even if it wasn't what you intended. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, awesome. Well, yeah. listen, uh, we're we're this has been great. Thank you so much for bringing me on as a uh, as a guest host to celebrate your greatness as a writer, your birthday, <laughs> all of these wonderful things. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a so pleasure. We're, we're moving towards the end of the show here, folks. We have uh, one more song that we're going to talk about, and this one, I don't know how much we are or aren't going to talk about, but well, well, I will, I'll introduce it, and we'll see what David has to say. Um, David and I have, uh, though we've done a lot of things together over the years, we have not written a lot together, but we have written a handful, a small handful, a palm full of songs together. And this here would be, I think, if I'm not at all mistaken, the very first song that uh, that we wrote together. It so was. Be correct. And um, I think that uh, I think that we're turning it over to David. Do you want to play it first and then talk yeah. about? It or yeah, let's play it first and then talk about it. So this is this is a song. Uh called El Dorado.
I got to say a couple things real quick. First of all, David, thanks for sharing that. Uh, that version you just heard happens to be a recording that was made at uh, at my CD release show, uh, and David as a guest there singing the uh, first verse and the two choruses with me. And I think that I'm bringing that up partially before we get into his discussion to indicate that uh, yeah, I, I like this song. I I, uh, yeah. I I put it on my record, man. And thank you very much for. Uh, for this will be fun because I'm not sure I really remember that much from the right. So it'll be interesting to hear what you have to say about it. But the, thanks for uh, for helping me birth this little baby into the world, man. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, um, it's one that you know it's 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 a song that we we wrote together. I, I think you've embraced it a little bit more, mostly because you can actually play it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it requires like some real guitarmanship um, to do it, you know, and I, I don't think that the finger picking stuff that I do really, I, I can't do a solo the way that you can. Um, but you've turned it into like this epic, epic tune, the way that you play it when you play it live. And uh, uh, it's interesting because it's like, there's not a lot of lyrics to the song, mm -hmm. but I think the lyrics go a long way. And but but it leaves a lot of space for building that that kind of um, environment around it, and 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 I appreciate what you do with it uh, in concert. So and I and I and, and thank you so much for letting me sing with you sometimes when I'm when I'm in the audience. I it's it's it's, it's really fun. I think uh, uh, I feel bad because I know the first time <laughs> the you I think you were really excited about the song like when we first wrote it and 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 you were playing it right away. And uh, I, I remember being, I was sick of every song that I had written for that first January. That was from yeah. the first song of day January. And I didn't want to play, I didn't feel like playing any of them uh, for a couple months. And I, I probably seemed real standoffish and stuff. But but I'm glad that we, we get together and, and, and play it now. I, I really like the song a lot too. 
So what as was, you do you recall the do you recall the writing session? I remember the, I remember the, the basics. Together to write, and and you were doing this. Uh, was this your first January thing? This was the first song a day January. It was a new uh, thing. We did it on. I think that we had a tradition, or you you kind of set this tradition up that you wanted to start doing it on the MLK Junior holiday. So we wrote. I think I don't remember what the exact date was, but it's like on the twentieth. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so, but for I think for all three, I'm not sure if it was every every year, but we were doing it on uh, that holiday, and. Um, and of course, it's not thematic to the holiday at all. But nevertheless, that was the that, that's the day that we wrote it. Um, yeah, but we got there, and uh, I have since found that that you always, uh, I guess, you frequently when you do co-writes, you start with a prompt of asking people, "I want to write a song about sex with a groove." Right? Is that that's the first thing I say in every writing session I've ever done. And I'll admit that kind of drove me crazy because there was three years in a row where he suggested the same thing and it pissed me off and he wouldn't, he didn't tell me about it. I would get really pissed off and it was like, I don't want to do that. And we already forever. And uh, it's like the same goddamn suggestion as last time. And, um, and, and I didn't find out about it until later that this was, this was kind of his, his standard thing, but but my recollection, we re, we we've remembered this Sometimes one. You actually write that idea, which is kind of fun too. But anyway, <laughs> well, we've kind of this one had a groove. Oh, absolutely. This year two, year two was about sex. It was that picnic sex, and then uh, the uh, picnic sex. Well, you know, not no, no. The, I like we don't... that phrase. I like it. It's <laughs> kind of like a froster. And then the, yeah, that's <laughs> it's a brand name. Um, and then. Uh, and then the third song we did was more just a love song. I think. I think we we didn't go that way at all. But um, but this one, I my recollection. Well, you wanted to write something dark. We ended up settling on something dark because you like dark songs. You like uh, to write dark songs. And my recollection was the "Oh my hands, oh my hands" was your idea. Though you've said at one point or another that you thought that was my idea, but I recall that as your idea. It was definitely your idea. You know what I. It's coming back to me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, because we're going to misremember. We remember this very, very differently. Here's what I think happened. I think you, you, uh, and this will be interesting because I think you were doing a little sort of a freeform singing thing. You, you came up with some chords right away, um, which is interesting because you said you can't play this the way. But I think you started it. But then maybe I had the electric there and I picked up and and made a groove well, out of it right away or something. I like can that. do the rhythm. I mean, the basic rhythm of the guitar. I, I, I'm a rhythm guitarist is basically when I, when I play with you, that's what I do. So, yeah. In um, any case, I believe that you were just spitting some lines out. Uh, is that, is that a, a, a normal habit of yours? I, it's not uncommon. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, I'll do that. If I'm in, you know, for, for writing, I, you know, I, with some people, it's more like mumbling. That's the thing. You know, this is possible. It's possible that you heard me say that, and that's not what I actually said. Because when I'm I'm writing with somebody, it's very frequent for me to start playing, and I'll just start mumbling. It's like, no, my mans, mo, my mans. So I might have said, mo, my mans. You know, and that just sounded right to me. And then you heard, oh, my hands. So this is, so this, I, I like this. We're reconciling the. So the uh, problem is we're not entirely certain. Yeah. <laughs> but that, but that got off there. and It, it, made it was me, like four years ago, man. I mean, it, 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 it struck me as like a Shakespearean type of thing, you know? Um, is it Macbeth? Well, that or? was it. Yeah, oh, my hands, oh, my hands. And then, you know, blood. Um, yeah. But yes, I, I remember stopping you in the midst of your, uh, in the midst of your, what I called the spitting. 
um, or the mumbling, and um, and saying, oh, yeah, that's it, that's it. Oh, my hands, oh, my hands. And so whether whether you said it or not, you created the thought in my brain somehow. Hey, <laughs> it, it came out, and it came out pretty cool. Um, and, and then it, it just became like this tragedy, you know, or, or this – it was like it, we, we decided it was – it was after some sort of really like this crime. Right. Um, and we, you know, I think we had maybe in our heads what the crime was. Maybe it was a bank robbery gone wrong. You know, who knows? But, but the, the, I, I at some point we came up with, uh, I, you know, we came up with the place El Dorado and we looked up on the calendar, not on the calendar. We looked up in an Atlas or we looked up online, a map, thing and we started mapping out places near el dorado in i think it's arizona or is it new mexico mexico, new mexico yeah and and we looked around for the like rancho canyon on there was a. Uh, I think we looked up we found like a like some really posh resort or or like timeshares or something up there and so we we were imagining that these people uh you know that this person had a an old affair back in the day or an old girlfriend and they 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 first hooked up when they were at at this 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 place and and i love that sort of thing i love going and looking and and seeing like the geography of an area and seeing if there's a way to incorporate that and Um, it's funny because you 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 use the word we several times in your discussion of that whole it was you dude you (laughs) that that's definitely one of your um uh contributions to this song is i remember you going i came up with taos and you, you just took it from me. I'm like, oh, go keep house. We're going to find this. Oh, look, Rancho Canyon is this place. It's outside. It's right outside of something or other. And uh, I, what I don't remember is where El Dorado came from. But I, I do remember that you were doing a lot of that hunting, which I really appreciated. I, what um, El Dorado from a, a Neil Young song? I thought there was something that uh, I thought uh, my recollection, and again, uh, you know, not a great recollection, but my recollection was that there was some sort of um, Neil Young song where he sings El Dorado and you liked when we were trying to decide mm-hmm. on a place. I think that that's why you decided to do. I think you decided on El Dorado. I, I think it was your you came up with that. That's that's the one I don't remember. But uh, I'm not making in my in my adult brain here this evening. I'm not making the Neil Young connection. Um, El Dorado. Uh, I mean, uh, was, was like Cortez the Killer. Does that bring up El Dorado at all, or anything? No, no definitely not. Huh. Um, when I think of El Dorado in terms of music, I think of it in terms of more um, uh, referencing the vehicle rather than a location. Oh, interesting. Um, huh. But there is a little place called uh, El Dorado Springs right outside of Boulder. I don't well, remember where Auto came from, man. Here, here's a thought that I do have, though, and this is interesting. This back and forth is fun. And it's four years ago. And the, and the truth is that I can now join uh, – well, I couldn't do this before, but I can now join David in saying, and we've written a lot of songs since then. So yes. we, we don't remember every every single little uh, persnickety <laughs> detail. But one of the things that I do remember is that we were talking about – you know, we kind of got things going uh i think fairly quickly with the hands and then all of a sudden we Mm -hmm. knew we were a crime and stuff and we had the whole new mexico piece and all of the locations and everything and i remember um a discussion about details and as something that i've been into for a while uh though i i don't stick with any one thing um the more the more i write the less i stick with one thing but i i like being able to tell a story 
using not no details, but not every detail. Yeah. Enough detail to to flesh out that there's absolutely something that everybody's going to connect to, but enough lack of detail that maybe people can kind of fill in the spaces themselves. And I think that we achieved that with this. And I remember going with some back and forth from that and and um, and a couple of times you saying, OK, all right, well, is it a bank? Do we need to say it was a bank? And I'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't no. think we do, man. I think, I th-, you know, and it was kind of the back and forth determining that's one thing that I remember, and I think we did a good job of that. I, I really appreciated your focus on that. I really appreciated that focus. I thought that was because I, you know, I think I sometimes do that, but I, I wouldn't say that, that that's that's like a philosophy of mine to always do that. But I, I really appreciate that kind of hyper focused detail thing. And I think it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I liked when you ste- uh, steered us in that direction. Wasn't there something about a calendar, the turn it? Tell me, can you turn it back? Tell me, can, tell me, can you turn it? Tell me, can you turn it back? What do you remember? Did you come up with something about calendar? Was that something you were thinking of? I don't remember the concept of calendar at all. No, it was just kind of uh, the idea was that um, I think that the 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 sparking idea was that sometimes life takes a turn, which is not necessarily planned or expected, and we wish we could turn back time. It's sort of like rewinding the videotape. Oh, you know, now that we know, it's not my blood, but it's somebody's blood. Uh, you know, if we could just turn back time and, and get us to the point right before we made that decision. I think that's where I was coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, I remember, now I remember the Neil Young thing. I think it was the, why can't I close my tired eyes? I think that's what we, or wish I could close my tired eyes. I think we we, we talked about the word tired. And I was like... The Neil Young song, Tired Eyes. I, I wanted to say weary eyes. And you were like, no, no, no. Neil Young says tired eyes. We're using that. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. I don't remember saying that, but when you say it, it sounds like something I would say. Yes. No, look, Neil did it that way. But I thought it was, I really, I really enjoyed uh, on this one. I felt like, um, I mean... Uh, for those who don't know us, uh, uh, John and I, we've over the years we've had a tendency to sometimes have debates. Disagree. Disagree. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into these heated debates. And I was worried. I was very worried about that going into this uh, to the co-write that we were just going to get caught up on minutia and uh, uh, not be able to go forward. But but I felt like we actually hit a really good middle ground and we, we were able to be contentious and we held each other. You know, sometimes co-writes are a little too nice and this was not too nice, but it also wasn't too nasty. And I, I felt like that we, we, we kept both people, you know, both of ourselves on our heels and uh, sharpened, you know, the attack. And, and I think we came up with a really great song. So thank you, John, for writing that with me. You are welcome and thank you. Well, hey, this is, uh, we're here at that point here where it's time to promote stuff. And John, I want to, big thanks for coming on and and playing the role of the interviewer on this. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, And I want to give you the opportunity to to plug some stuff here. You you talked about the album release. You've got several albums and and, uh, tell people about where they can get those and what they might find. Uh, Thank you, David. I I will say a couple of things briefly here. uh, yeah, I do have, I have four, uh, studio, I guess you would call it records out. Um, and they are available pretty much anywhere that, uh, that you can purchase and or stream or listen to music. 
B-U-N-Z as in zebra, L-I, John. Uh, the, the, the good thing about having a strange name is that uh, it's easy to find you. <laughs> if Indeed. I were John Smith, you might have a little more trouble. But, I, you know, I'll just take a, a brief moment and talk about something that has been really powerful in my life. You know, it's interesting. We, we managed getting through this whole thing. We did talk a little bit about the pandemic, though. No, I was going to say we did without it, and that's not true. It, it touches on so many things in so many different ways. Um, anyway, about, about six months ago, I started writing. I hadn't, I hadn't written for quite a while and I have written a song, uh, once a week since then. I think I'm up to 32 now, if I recall correctly, which is why I, I made the little comment earlier that I can finally, uh, say that as David does that I write a lot of songs because before that, that was not the case, but in any case, and they're if, amazing songs too. Oh, I want to say this. He, <laughs> I, I really, I really think. Not, not that John hasn't written some fine, fine songs prior to this, but from a consistency standpoint, I mean, he's up there at the top of his game for, you know, week in and week out. It's it's wonderful what you're doing, man. Thank you so much. It it, it has felt good, and, and that, that's probably a whole other show, or maybe maybe we talked about that in the first one. I don't really... We, we, we talked about it a bit the first time, but yeah, yeah. But but the I just wanted to offer out, if anybody has any interest in listening to any of these songs... Uh, there is a YouTube playlist, and it's called uh, Café con Leche Songs, which for the non-Spanish speakers is C-A-F-E-C-O-N-L-E-C-H-E. Uh, and if you put in Café con Leche and the last name Bunsley, it will absolutely pull that playlist up for you. And this will allow me to just give one little uh, flourish of cherry on the, uh, on the whipped cream here. Um, the reason that it's called that is because... Every Saturday morning, I wake up and I make myself a café con leche and I write a song. <laughs> so that's my little plug. David, what have you got coming up? Anything you want to talk about here? Before yeah, we... I, I got a few things. I got a few things. Well, I mean, I got the podcast coming out uh, every week. Uh, uh, right now, I'm putting it out on Friday. So uh, for those of, li those of you that are listening, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm also starting up a songwriter uh, showcase that I'm going to be doing on my Facebook page, uh, which is Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza. Again, that's Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza. And uh, I think I'm shooting for the second to last Wednesday of every month. I'm going to start doing a songwriter showcase. And uh, this, this time I'm going to be having Nicole Wagner and Valerie Bott as the guests. Um, I'm also going to start uh trying to do these live streaming co-writes again i just got to gather some co-writers that uh are willing to 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 do it in front of an audience so uh but i hope to start those up again uh, those will also be on facebook at some point i hope to expand that to youtube and other other uh places but but that's what i got going on right now and uh it's it's been exciting stuff so yeah I'm, great well once again david thank you for inviting me onto the show it's been a pleasure um to to uh be on the other side of the microphone, so to speak. And I am now going to hand it over to Dave, who's going to tell you a little bit about uh, what's coming up. And thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in and listening to the uh, Raw Songwriting Podcast. All right. Thank you, John. And, uh, yeah, next uh, next week, if all goes according to plan, is going to be Teresa Peterson will be the guest. And uh, I'll be posting the prompts. So if you want to play along, just look for that at Dave Coyle's Musical Extravaganza on Facebook. I'll have them posted there, also probably on my Twitter. And uh, 
let's see here. If you have any comments, uh, if you or just want to get in touch with me about uh, maybe even being on the show, if you're an artist who, who cares deeply about songwriting, drop me an email at rawsongwriting at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please consider donating to the program uh, at Venmo at Dave Coyle or PayPal.me slash Dave Coyle. In the meantime, keep your songwriting raw and riveting. <laughs>